0: we're coming straight out of Vegas, Z-Dog MD, a.k.a. Dr. Zubinamania, Tom Hineber, and Logan Stewart. What?
1: That's my name. Don't wear it out, MD.
0: It is already worn out, Tom Hineber. It was worn out the day you were born. That's what makes you so special, Tommy T-Bones. That's rude. That's it rude. is rude. It That's is rude. rude. This is Incident Report episode something, and we are going to talk about the elephant and rider metaphor that I often use in our shows, in our talks, and things like that as a way to understand how humans behave, how they think, how they feel. Feel and how we can influence change, not just in our patients, but in ourselves and across political lines, Ooh. Tommy T-Bones. Z,
1: grab the elephant, there's an elephant up there.
0: But, P- but Tommy T-Bones, that means I have to come over here and I can't get up because I'm all mic'd up <laughs> and then I gotta take, wait a minute, we have a rider too. That's right. Elephant, rider. With the R. With an R. People think it's a writer. No, it's a writer. And we're going to talk about this. We're also doing something unique today. We are simulcasting to Z Dog MD's page as well as Doc Vader and Mrs. Dog MD, who apparently has a Facebook page but refuses to use it because she's too cool for school. And for you. That's and true. For, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Got hello from New York. Lori Reagan, how are you? Jose Martinez says, Z Dog in the hizzy. You're dang right, I'm in the hizzy. All right. Today, I wanna talk about a metaphor that helps us understand our own behavior, human behavior, and our patient's behavior, how we might influence change. Jonathan Haidt, who is a positive psychologist, which is a thing, it's a psychologist that instead of studying pathology, misery, and uh, woefulness, actually studies the things that make humans flourish, what makes people happy, what creates positive outcomes, things like that he kind of created this metaphor that the human mind is a mind divided. It's divided into an elephant which is big and old and lumbering and a rider, a little guy who sits on top and rides on top of the elephant. The elephant in his conception, and this, this isn't just him, Daniel Kahneman, a uh, Nobel Prize winning economist, wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Slow, where he describes two systems in the mind, system one and system two. Jonathan Haidt describes it as elephant and rider. The elephant is our ancient brain, our sort of limbic system. Unconscious, emotions, love, fear, hate, disgust, threat detection. So. Basically, the elephant has a negativity bias. It's looking for danger everywhere it goes. It's entirely unconscious for the most part, so you don't know what it's doing, but it reacts very quickly in a very parallel processor kind of way and makes snap judgments and snap decisions. We share the elephant with many animals that are very instinctual uh, and and operate on a kind of a conditioned, programmed way. Now, what creates our elephant? partially genetics. By the way, today is World DNA Day. Tom Heinberg, did you know that? I did not know that. That's right, I actually did a live show with uh, 23andMe to kind of celebrate DNA and its uh, influence on us. The elephant is partially run by DNA, some of our genetic hardwired coding. So certain personality traits may well be inborn. If you actually study twins that are separated at birth and raised by different families, when you bring them back together years later, it turns out they share a series of very common personality traits uh, among them. And you know th- things like openness, uh, how agreeable they are, how conscientious they are, how neurotic they are. These may uh, have a high percentage of genetic sort of contribution. Again, elephant. The elephant is also a conditioned animal, meaning he's trained unconsciously by education, by culture, by politics, by religion, by your family, by a butterfly you know, farting in Israel can actually affect what happens to the elephant. And it's the sum total of all this that is our unconscious mind. Now, Sigmund Freud and Jung and all these other guys were talking about this, but in very unscientific early terms. If you look at the elephant now, you can think of it this way. If you actually ask a person, by the way, you might see a camera guy. No, you won't. Or that's, you won't. That,
1: that's the butterfly effect,
0: Z. Is that the butterfly effect? It is. <laughs> a cameraman shooting me in 8K resolution for a promo video we're doing for the show don't let him know. may actually affect my elephant.
1: By the way, that's not what the butterfly effect is. It has to do with conditions. <laughs> I the know, talking movement. I'm just anyway. being sarcastic or something. I don't
0: By know. the way, the butterfly effect uh, in its <laughs> fundamental state actually explains the sort of, uh, to some degree, the Buddhist idea of karma in a scientific sense. So, in other words, karma is simply the sum total of causes and effects over everything. So if you're an ass for part of your day, that creates an actual series of causality that ripples out into the world and may come back to bite you or Chanston in the buttocks. (laughs) So back to the elephant. The elephant may have all these conditioned aspects, it may have genetic aspects, but it is a large component of who we are. And if you look at FMRI studies and things like that of how people make decisions, You ask them choice one, choice two. By the time they're aware of the choice that they made, you can actually see something on fMRI light up before they're aware of that. And that really implies, uh, in an indirect way, that the elephant has made a decision before you're actually aware of making the decision. And then something interesting happens. This little butthole. So this guy, we call him Tad, in this case, we're gonna call him the rider because he's riding on the elephant. Tad is our neocortex. Evolved in the last maybe million years and now we're gonna get these comments, he didn't evolve, he was created in a perfect way by God. And I'm like, this is a science show, so you shut up right now.
1: I don't understand why
0: God can't have created evolution. Butterfly effect people. It's true. Exactly. I think Superman too, uh said it best when he said, you will kneel before Zod and it rhymed with God, and that was the closest thing I could come up with. <laughs> son of Jorel. Uh, so this guy evolved in the last maybe a million years. He's our neocortex, now this is the thinker. He strategizes, he does math, he remembers, he has complex moral reasoning, he worries about the future, he regrets the past. And he is an erotic son of a bitch. So this guy actually is the thing that we think makes us so human. We can think and we can plan and we can think beyond the present moment. And the thought was he evolved to make us distinctly human and to control the elephant. Is this actually true, Tommy T-Bones? No, it's
1: not true, Z. If it was true, why would we be doing a show on it? Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? That's the best moral reasoning I've heard in all week. That's right. And it was Tom Heineber.
1: I nailed it. The, it's the butterfly how effect, How you don't people?
0: put a, the third after your name? You know, I wanted
1: that. But we didn't have enough white privilege. I was
0: going to say it would really solidify the white privilege. That's right. Like it yeah. would take it from a kind of a dilute solution where it just the white privilege precipitates out, mm-hmm. like yeah. like dandruff. Right. Wow. White we, dandruff.
1: I, this is my secret shame, but we actually belong to a second tier country club. So, yeah.
0: Sir Tommy T Bones, <sighs> Sir Tommy T Bones the uh, Third, Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. Uh, so. <laughs> So this guy you would think actually controls the elephant because he's smart and all that, but here's his downside He tires really easy It takes a lot of processor cycles and a lot of ATP to get this guy thinking so he is lazy He can only do so much thinking before he gets tired And he relies on a very good friend who happens to be very large to help him make decisions and what is his name? Senor Elefanto the elephant actually helps him by making snap unconscious judgments based on prior conditioning. So if he sees an article on Facebook and it just says anything about Donald Trump, immediately the elephant goes, and the writer goes, yes, I really find uh, Trump's policies on immigration to be refreshing because of these uh, scientific reasons that I have cherry picked off the internet, or, I hate Trump because he's a racist. So, either way, the, what the writer does is he starts to make a persuasive case for why his elephant made the decision, not knowing that the elephant actually made the decision. The writer is not the president in this situation, he is the press secretary. The writer is the person who evolved to persuade other members of the human tribe that their elephant is correct. Now, like it or not, that's how we actually function. And Jonathan Haidt in his book, The Happiness Hypothesis, and more more accurately in his book, The Righteous Mind, actually spells out all the sort of studies that show how these decisions are made and really makes a compelling case that we are actually the servant of our passions, not reason. And as a result, human beings behave in a way that seems very illogical much of the time. For example, this guy and this guy go to the pediatrician because their kid needs some vaccinations. Well, the doctor says- Insert cam Z. Insert cam. The doctor says, hey guys. Uh, I'm trying to make a little action. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, there we go. Hey guys, um, vaccines are safe and effective because you don't want to die of measles because measles is lame and there's lots of science and here's a bunch of studies. Okay, so here's a very complicated schedule and you need to come back and and we're gonna stick your kids with needles uh, several at a time. And you need to do it because science. All right, so what's gonna happen? The doctor just spoke entirely to the writer. The writer hears all this noise, starts to get overwhelmed and paralyzed, turns to his elephant, bro, what's up? Elephant does this. Needles bad! Boom, 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 boom. Was poked as a child. Doesn't know this, but that was what happened. <laughs> also, quickly do internet search. Show them I am right. Needles bad. <laughs> Did you see that picture of Jenny McCarthy? Oh my god, boobies! Yeah, I would rather not vaccinate uh, for all the science just says it causes autism. And he just cherry picked all the studies to support what his elephant had already snapped, decided. And what do the doctors do? They throw their hands up and go, this guy's just dumb, you can't cure stupid. Is that what really happened? No, we had no idea how this human system, and that's really what it is. It's a system, it's the mind sort of system. How the system works, and we have no idea how to properly communicate with it, how to engage and motivate the elephant with stories and with emotion and with hope, and sometimes with a ne- since it has a negativity bias. Sometimes you activate a little bit of fear. Here are the things. Oh, nice! Is this the HAL 9,000? I'm sorry, Dave. Hey, this is a perfect.
1: Wait, this is a perfect example of the elephant because you know Z told you guys there was a cameraman walking around the studio. But now that Chanson's just in there, and you're like, who's that guy? I don't know that guy. That's a weird new guy.
0: See, the writer's like, is that 8K, Chanson? Because 8K is a very high resolution. It's going to fill up a lot of drives. And the elephant's like, get this guy off my show. He's weird. So... What happens is the, uh, the doctors don't know how to communicate with the system. They make the rider spin his wheels with too much data and they don't motivate the elephant. And as a result, we fail. Patients then turn to the internet, go down a Google hole that supports their rider's confirmation bias to support what its elephant's telling him. Then they go on Facebook and argue with each other by cherry picking studies that don't really matter and going, look, see, autism, 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 big pharma bad, autism. And that's exactly how it works. And they're using their writers to try to persuade their other elephant rider systems that they're right. This is how the entire internet works. This is how Facebook works. And until we recognize it, we will never transcend it. So a question, Tommy, any thoughts so far before I go into the solution?
1: I think the one thing I'd say is it doesn't just happen in your own brain, it happens in peer groups also. So your elephant will try and convince other elephants, unconscious emotional biases, that it's right and if it can get people to do that, it feels even safer and even more right in its conclusions.
0: There have been studies that when you go on Facebook, you get a little shot at dopamine, which is a good feeling hormone in the brain. When you see an article that, that triggers something in your elephant that makes it feel good and you share it out of righteous anger or love or hope or whatever, and that's, that's why Facebook is such a sort of a dangerous place but also a place of great opportunity because if you understand how this works, you can use it for good. Here's how you do that. First, we have to, if we want to motivate change in patients, and then look at ourselves and go, well, what does our elephant do? What is our elephant all about? What's going on with the writer? We can actually transform how we act in the world and also how society acts with each other. We're in a time of great divisiveness right now where people are really pitted against each other on politics and all that. We just went out for sushi and we were talking about, why does the right feel this way? Why does the left feel this way? What's going on in the extremes? Who's in the middle? Well, all of this has to do with their elephants. And then their writers are just spinning stories. Fox News' writer says one thing. MSNBC says another thing. Logan says something absolutely wacky that no one on the planet agrees with except for Logan. Marine biology. It's marine biology for Logan. And so why is that? Because we're not respecting how people's conditioned elephants behave. A religious elephant has a certain moral palate that informs how its writer will communicate with the world, which means things like abortion actually hurt its elephant instinctively, and then it makes up a lot of persuasive arguments for why that's a bad thing. Someone who believes in uh, a woman's uh, right to control her reproduction, their elephant is very much about individuality, et cetera, and the writer will then start picking articles. And until we recognize that everybody is at heart trying to do the right thing, for the most part, we can respect each other's elephants and then start to say, okay, well, this person's sort of palette is this. So how can I use my rider first of all overcome my own bias against this person's opinions because I want to villainize them because that's what humans do. The outgroup tribes are the bad guys and you want we evolved to kind of fight them. We transcend that, take a space and go okay, let me talk to this person in a way that their elephant will be more receptive to hear If you're talking to anti-vaxxers, if you're talking to people who want to do essential oils for cancer instead of chemotherapy, even though the data says otherwise, You have to first get to the heart of where's the fear coming from or what's the uh, sort of political angle why this elephant is upset and then speak to that and say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. This is what it is. Then what you have to do is motivate it with stories that will actually engage with it. What does that elephant want to do? The right thing for its child. So here's a way you can do that. Maybe that will put you at ease. Maybe do, you know, let's do the vaccinations in a certain way. We don't want to delay them because that's going to put you at risk for disease. And here's some stories about moms who've suffered with that. Um, There is a lot of data. And the bottom line is I tell patients, well, I vaccinate my children. Here's video of my children being vaccinated. I've shown the world. If I would do it for my own kids, I really, really, really wouldn't recommend anything that I wouldn't do for my own kids to you. And so kind of respecting that and then a simple directive to the writer. So the writer gets paralyzed, it gets tired, it fatigues, simple directive. Follow the schedule, we will help you and just get vaccinated. Simple directive or at least start with the biggest childhood infections. If you're very scared, let's start with that. We'll make it very small. Shrink the amount of change that they have to make. And the Heath brothers, one of them's out of Stanford, wrote a book called Switch, which uses the elephant and rider metaphor to try to explain how to change when making change is hard. And they have, that book I highly recommend because they go through case studies of how you can change behavior using this model. Question so far, Tommy T-Bones?
1: I'll give you an example, Z, and then let's see if you can try and guide my elephant.
0: Okay?
1: (laughs) People that like cheese pizza, like, I mean, cheese pizza's their first preference, they're the worst, Z. You know what? This is how I feel.
0: I'm going to say something right now. Um, I'm with you on that. And my elephant is so angry right now that it just took a dump in my elephant case. That's right. My brain. There's such a beautiful world of toppings out there, and you choose cheese. My elephant says pepperoni, says sometimes anchovies actually, because he likes the salt. But no, the way we would do that is go, oh, that's interesting. So what is it about toppings that- um, Offend you. <laughs> that offend you? Is it, the, is it the salty goodness and delicious deliciousness of the pepperoni? Are you some kind of vegan? You
1: know what it is, see? I think it's, I just hate people that like cheese, see? I can't explain it. You know, it's as the a, worst, see? Someone should a, euthanize
0: them. You know, as someone who's lactose intolerant but yet continues to eat cheese, I'm also with you. I mean, I don't not care. even
1: a margarita pizza peel. You can't even throw some extra tomatoes on the top. There's already tomato sauce on, the, on, on the bottom. They don't want cheese on the bottom. What's this, wrong with you? This not that, even a four cheese, just a one cheese. What's wrong with you? Stop the toppings it. You? Get some help.
0: Get some help. What happened to you as a child? It's not what's wrong with you, it's what happened to you that made you hate toppings on your pizza. <laughs> actually, so this actually segues nicely into the third part of this Elephant Rider as a mind system. What are they walking on? The path. Inset cam. Uh, wait, uh, there it Yeah, is. that's right. Inset cam, okay. They are walking on a path. It turns out the elephant is lazy. The rider is lazy. They will always try to take the path of least resistance. Well, what is the path? It's our environment. It's our workplace. It's our healthcare system. It's our school system. It's our government. So it's our laws and policies that the elephant and rider have to navigate. If we have crappy healthcare system, crappy policies, crappy incentives, right? It turns out they're gonna take a crappy path. It's gonna be much more likely if you put a copay in front of an elephant and a rider that they're gonna be less likely to get preventative care if they have to pay a copay to do it. If you make um, stuff fee-for-service, A doctor is more likely to do a test that may or may not be necessary because that path is much easier to making money. So actually the design of the path is crucial. And I'm not talking about nanny state. I'm not talking about social engineering. I'm talking about simple stuff. Improve access to care, treat social determinants of health, get rid of food deserts where poor people can only afford to eat crap. And you make the path more likely to lead someone towards health. In healthcare, our path is so jacked up that all of us who practice in it are are forced to go in these horrible directions that are not good for us in terms of burnout, suicide, all of that, depression, and it's not good for our patients. So you have to improve the path. When we talk about Health 3.0, Health 1.0, which was the old paternalistic system, was talking all to the elephant. Trust me, I'm the doctor and the authority figure. Health 2.0 talks only to the writer. A, data metrics, PQRS, HCAPs, press gaining, productivity measures, RVUs, think, 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 think. The heart of it is gone, the intuition is gone, the relationship is gone. What does Health 3.0 do? It takes all three, it says yes, we must motivate, connect, and treat our patients as individuals, elephant. We must use data, technology, and the optimized aspects of Health 2.0 to drive our care to be efficient and informed. So we're evidence-informed, but never evidence-enslaved because we're gonna look at the unique patient. And then you change the path. You make up preventative care the central piece. You make that very low barrier. So no copays, unlimited access, relationship-based. You motivate your patients with stories. You make it easy for them to see you by text email, Skype, telemedicine, phone, you go where they are, right? And that transforms the path, it respects and motivates the elephant, and it gently guides the rider, and that's how you accomplish healthcare transformation. Now again, in this very short video, we're not gonna get into all the nuance of this, but this is the high-level structure. So the next time you're getting pissed at your friend because you're really mad about who they voted for, think for a second. Their elephant, which is unconscious, is the sum total of all its conditioning, and it is acting according to its conditioning, appropriately, right? Instead of blaming its writer for the stuff it's saying, think about and respect its elephant, and then you can find common ground where your elephants agree, and then slowly more common ground. That that be- it begins and ends with the respect for each other's elephants. I don't know what I was talking about, Tom.
1: You know, I think uh, Jada Marie said it best here in the comments, she said, it's like a bread nacho,
0: cheese pizza that is. And it's like,
1: what are these people doing? That's not a pizza, it's a bread nacho.
0: You know what, I respect the elephant of the people who wanna eat a bread nacho. I just don't like it. By the way, if you wanna see the elephant at work, when I mentioned pizza, everybody started listing their
1: favorite toppings in the comments. That's the elephant, it's like, I like uh, pepperonis. That's my favorite. Um, what about you?
0: Anchovies. Gross. I like anchovies, too, and you are a racist for hating on us for that You're it's an racist. Asian thing. You
1: are racist.
0: <laughs> Jin Yang. Jin Yang from Silicon Valley, amazing character. Okay, look, you want to see elephant and rider? Look at this. Just do an inset cam on this. All right, let me see. There it is. Okay, here's your live cast right now in Whoa. progress. Inception. Inception. It's super inception. Comments are coming through. People are telling us with their riders what their elephant feels about what's going on. When you see the little emoticons come flying, which I imagine they will in a second now that I'm asking you to do it, there's a little love. You are seeing what their elephant feels. They're going love, 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 love. What is that? That's an almost entirely conditioned unconscious response from your elephant. Social media is designed to capitalize on this system. And until you realize that, you will either be a victim of it or you will unconsciously just go about your day being being influenced by this without knowing. And the truth is once you know, once you have that insight, here's the deepest secret of all this. It's not even a secret because they've been doing it for thousands of years. Through any sort of introspection, whether it's meditation, yoga, deep prayer, whatever you want to do, you can actually see what the elephant is doing. You can observe your own mind. You can watch your conditioned responses come up in the forms of thoughts, feelings, emotions, reactions. And instead of immediately identifying with it and going, I am my elephant, you go, oh, There's the elephant, look at that. And you have a space to make an informed decision on what to do with your writer. That little bit of insight can make all the difference between a shitty first draft, where you say something really you regret later, based on what your elephant wanted to do stampeding, and an informed decision that actually influences change. And I think that's the punchline of all this. We want to actually be better people, better society, better government, better businesses, better healthcare. It starts with understanding this. What do you think? That was woke, there's
1: still, <laughs> I, I think the thing is, there's still time to get off the road you're on, the path you're on. You know, it doesn't always have to end in cheese. There are so many other toppings out there. Pineapple. Like uh, ham. Olives. Uh,
0: Sicilian, margarita. Wasabi. wasabi. Meat lovers, you know? My elephant hates you so much, Tom Heineberg. He really does. Small tomatoes. <laughs> Large tomatoes.
1: Roma tomatoes. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Mm-hmm. Mushroom. Pecorino. Have you had
0: pecorino? Pecorino's bomb. That's a fancy Bay Area topping. I like
1: that like prosciutto and fig yeah.
0: type oh, of pizza, you know? Prosciutto, fig, goat cheese with That's a little really honey drizzled on.
1: Yeah.
0: Arugula. Uh-huh. Arugula, arugula. This is hurting my diverticulitis, Tom. We did some good work here today, you guys. We changed the world mm-hmm. in how many minutes? 24, 25 minutes exactly. That's we are right. so out right now. I love you guys. I love you. Don't get cheese pizza. I hate you, Tom Heineber. It's the worst. You're the worst. It's the worst. You're the worst. Pineapple. (laughs) Pineapple is the bomb, Logan. We woke! how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmdcom forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.